Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, last week I talked about, or talked from, um, this book called The Human Herd, um, and I had just gotten off of a wonderful call where the author was um, talking to us and talking about things, and it was all amped up, and I'm still amped up because I'm reading the book, and um this week, I've kind of gotten, and I'm reading it slowly, I'm going to tell you, and the uh, link is in my show notes to the book, but I'm reading it slowly because I'm really letting things sink in. And where I am right now, or one of the things I've recently read, is talking about awareness. And um, the author, Beth, talks about it as her phrase is, awareness as a superpower. And it hit me differently in reading this book um, as I as this book as I talked about it last week um, it's about her how she uses horses and dogs and, and in her work with people and things like that so um, everything is all interwoven and 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 so on but I talk about awareness a lot and I talk about it from a standpoint of us becoming really self-aware of like what's going on with us when we feel anxious or we're having a you know a mindset moment right whether that's being super nervous or maybe you know our stress is showing up and being short with our dogs or um, we just feel overwhelmed or whatever I mean there's all the things that we talk about mindset right uh, comparing ourselves to others like everything everything that we talk about and I always mention awareness and become self-aware and being able to catch things and feelings in our bodies or in our thoughts or even in our actions that might alert us earlier and earlier that we are feeling away, right? Feeling stressed, feeling anxious, feeling nervous, feeling whatever it is that we're feeling in order to really understand what's going on so that we can respond and not just react or that we can make better choices and not just get carried away by our stress and our ring nerves suddenly become performance anxiety and we've forgotten the course or forgotten what we're doing in the ring or make a, a handler mistake that we normally wouldn't make, right? All of these things that happen as a result of our mindset, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna simplify it right now because we're not talking about that, but I'll say our mindset getting away from us. All right. So I always say it's about building awareness, but I don't think that I've ever really explained what I mean by awareness. Okay. And so for me, awareness and self-awareness is something that I think I've just um, developed, nurtured maybe um, over the course of my life. And probably it was somewhat natural and um, what's, what I think is very interesting, and we uh, probably a lot of us are like this maybe in different ways, but for me, it was always very easy to develop self-awareness when it came to 
horses as a child and of course now dogs um and but more difficult when it comes to people okay um developing the awareness right so i had to really think about it and and so yours may be opposite or so on and so forth but um in thinking about awareness as a superpower even that heading because it's heading in her book i would just was like yes being truly aware of what's going on with ourselves, with our dogs, with the environment, um, with, with our relationship with our dogs in that moment is, is a superpower. Because if we can develop the awareness, then we have a much greater chance at responding in a constructive supportive, trusting, respectful way that actually gets us the result, the action, the training behavior, um, maybe even the performance that we really are going for or hoping for or working toward. Um, So what is awareness, right? And how do we start to develop it? And how do we get better at it? And how do we make it a superpower, right? So the first thing I will say right off the bat is it's not instant. I'm going to tell you how to work on it. um, But like all of the things that I teach and preach and talk about, it is a skill that needs to be practiced. And it's something that we probably have to remind ourselves about often. Okay. Um, As humans, um, we have, we're in our heads like so much all the time. And um, in this book, she calls out that we have about 6,200 thoughts per day, 6,200, 6,200 thoughts in a day. And she further says about 80% of those, according to research, are negative and 95 are repetitive. Um, And so it's amazing that we get anything done, I suppose, on one hand. But it's just some amazing statistics, right? 6,200 thoughts a day. Like, what are we doing with them? A lot of them are on repeat, it sounds like. And a lot of them are negative because, and we've talked about this before on podcasts, we we tend toward the negative, uh, and that's like anthropological, because the making sure that the, you know, focusing on the negative keeps us safe, or it used to, of course, when there were many more bears uh, in our threat or in our threat zone. Um, And so we're, we're hardwired for that, right? So, but when let's get back to awareness. So when we talk about awareness, we talk about really getting more um, awareness over our thoughts and about the fact that we're being negative or about the fact that we're being repetitive, or Um, about the fact that we are having these maybe, you know, series of thoughts and yet our dog is at the end of the leash going like, hello, hello, are you here? And we're thinking about something else entirely, right? So to start with awareness actually means being in the present moment um, and being aware of what's happening right now. What are you thinking about right now? What is going on right now? What is happening right now? Not tomorrow, not the meeting you're worried about on Monday, um, not the traffic you had in the past getting to the trial, but what is happening in this moment? And so whether being present 
is the true superpower or awareness is the superpower. I think it's easier to talk about awareness, but I I think that awareness has to happen in the present. So I'm not sure I can separate them. That's my personal opinion. And so I think that actually being present and being in the present moment is maybe slightly easier place to start because the present moment is the only thing we can do anything about, of course. And um, our dogs only live in the present moment, right? Animals only live in the present moment. They're not sitting there thinking like, I wonder if next Friday I'm going to have the same thing for dinner as I had tonight, okay? I mean, they're not having those thoughts. You know, if you've, if you've ever done, you know, a conversation with a communicator, they'll, you'll, the even time is sort of a sketchy notion, right, to animals because they're not really thinking about, you know, next week, let alone next year or two years or next month or whatever. They, they have a sense of seasons, you know, seasonality, but they're not like, oh, well, it will be winter again in nine months. Like that, that's not how time works for them. So they're this really great model for us and a reminder to be in the present. And sometimes their ability to be in the present is maddening because for us, because we think like, you know, how can you not sit still for this to get your nails done? It's only going to take two minutes. Like, this is easy. Like, you should know. You should know from all of your other things, it's, this is easy. Well, they're not, they're not thinking because they're literally in the present moment thinking, oh, dear God, I hate this. Please stop touching my feet, right? Or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and so it's our job to fill them with good experiences so that they build good associations, so that they have good memories and, and good experiences to draw upon. But still, they're living in the present. They don't have that sense of, time or future that this moment is temporary or that something in their environment will change. They just know how they feel right now. And so I think that they're really good models for us. And of course, you know, I'm just like a walking book report for this, but they, this is also like a, you know, a, a, an observation that, um, in this book that she uses to really, you know, use all the animals as examples of becoming really great leaders and um, in our case, we're really working on being great leaders, right, turning right that back around with our dog partners. Um, but it also applies to uh, work, jobs, relationships, family, all of those types of things. So let's go back to being present and being aware and how that can really help us. So one of the models that she really calls out is Uh, something I just alluded to, which is to really uh, be aware of yourself, your and what's happening to you, what's happening with you and your dog, what's happening to your dog, what's happening in the environment. And it's just this awareness, because remember, we don't, we, our dogs and I can both, like I can be in the, in a room with my dog. And it's just the two of us in a room having two completely different experiences, right? I walk into a room, humans are very good at, at, at generalizing at a context. And I can look around a room and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm in a training facility. I totally expect to see crates and maybe, uh, you know, uh, uh, obedience jump and, you know, maybe some other like typical dog equipment. A dog walks into that room and, and everything is brand new, 
right? Temple Grandin does a really good job at explaining how animals see that and don't really generalize. They were like, oh my God, there's a crate there. Oh my God, there's, you know, a an obedience jump there. Oh my God, there's, you know, a training disc there or something else. And everything is a new item. And they look at the things and they're like, oh my God, this is new. This is new. This is new. Whereas we're like, yeah, 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 whatever. It's a training place. I expected to see all of these things. Okay. That's them processing the world differently. And so when we think about our environment and we think about what's happening for me, we can't assume that the same thing that's happening for us as handlers is also the same thing, the same experience our dog is having in that moment. And then depending on those experiences, what's happening with our relationship? Are we connected in that moment? Or am I sort of being in my little mental palace by myself, my dog's in her mental palace by herself, and we're not even relating to each other at all, potentially, right? We're just each doing our own disconnected things. And then finally, what's happening in the environment? Like what is going on around us that we need to be aware of, right? Anytime we've walked a dog through a very busy, chaotic uh, dog show, like we're very hyper aware all of a sudden of the environment and how we have to get our dogs kind of safely and securely and confidently through that maybe gauntlet of dogs to get from one place to the other. So that would be uh, an example of how we can use awareness to be in the present moment or be in the present moment and gain awareness, whichever, however you want to think about that, and really think about what we are experiencing, what our dogs are experiencing, what that's doing to our relationship, and what potentially is happening in the environment. And from there, we can decide how to be our dog's best partner, okay? So now armed with that information, right? Armed with the fact that like, yeah, I'm totally like calm and chill because I just got to the trial and it's a place I've been to a hundred times and okay, yeah, no big deal. This is exactly what I expected. But if I'm being aware and I'm being aware of what my dog is reacting to, then maybe I'm noticing that they're yawning or they're scratching or they're doing some other maybe nervous behavior. So I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. I wonder why she's being nervous. She's been here before too. Is it the environment? Did she have a bad experience before? What does she need? What does she need from me? What does she need in our relationship right now? And is there something unique about the environment and what's going on that is making her a little bit stressy. Okay. Well, so that's the difference, right? That's the difference between being really aware and really connected and observant and then choosing how to respond. If I stay in my own little environment and I'm like, yeah, 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 I walked my dog inside and walked him around and I missed the signals that she was giving me, then I can't do anything about it. Whereas if I see that she's a little nervous or a little worried or, you know, maybe I, kind of scan the the place and I see like, oh yeah, there's a, there's a dog barking at something and she doesn't like that or whatever, then I can respond. I can make a choice to respond. So awareness really is a superpower and developing that will make us more responsive handlers and be able to put us in a position of having more information to make better choices. And it could be more information about our dog's Um, feelings, emotional state, you know, like I said, whether they're nervous or worried or 
um, something or maybe overstimulated, right? Or maybe shutting down. I mean, there's there's all kind that continuum of how they could possibly be responding to a situation is a very long one, and they can be all over it, and they can be in a different place morning to afternoon. But if we're not aware of it, or we're just in our own little mind palace by ourselves, we can't do anything about it. We can't be supportive to them, um, and therefore we're not building our relationship and building trust and mutual respect and all of those things that we need in order to be able to be really great teammates. If we were, I think I've used this before, um, this example before, but like I always think of, I don't know why I always think this is my go-to example, um, maybe because I'm not athletic in this way ever at all in my life, but um, those beach volleyball uh, team players, right? When they're on a... um, you know, it's doubles, it's two players. And I think of, oh my God, the relationship that is, you know, behind the scenes, behind the athletic ability, that is, you know, their ability to sort of read each other's minds, positions, thoughts, next moves, etc., takes a lot of relationship, trust, mutual respect, understanding, experience, hours together, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. And we have to, and and then think of the hours that they put into doing that, right? Um, Spending time with each other, you know, or and whatever. That it's just, they're not, you know, it goes beyond just, you know, a great workout, you know? And so we have to think about that also, is that everything that we're doing, we're building relationship. And we're either building great experiences and and putting, you know, using that kind of deposit withdrawal analogy, putting deposits in that relationship, or we're making a withdrawal, and we're asking more than we're giving. And so are we building trust? Are we um, making ourselves someone that our dogs can rely on? Are we putting our dogs first? And of course, everybody listening to that sentence is like, oh my God, of course I put my dogs first. My dogs get everything. They get the best food. They get the whatever, whatever, whatever. Great. But the last time you walked into a trial with them on the end of the leash, were you fully paying attention to them? Or did you catch the eye of a friend you hadn't seen in a long time, disconnect from your dog, talk to your friend? right? And I'm not saying ignore people. Don't be dramatic. Um, But I am saying that like being, raising your awareness and really focusing on being in the present, raising your awareness of what's going on is, I'm in it. It's a superpower. It is this just amazing ability to connect and feel and um, again, keep investing in that relationship with your dog that is going to pay off from at home on the couch to in the ring um, to the finals to you know whichever ring you play in whatever you're asking them to do um, because we're constantly asking them to go to new environments and perform in new situations etc cetera, etc cetera. that requires a certain amount of trust they got to trust us for instance right that we're going to put them only in good situations we're gonna, they've got to trust us that we're going to be there for them etc cetera, etc cetera. And that means being for them, being there for them rather like an agility, even to be, give them the right information, right? And not send them over the wrong place that maybe puts them in a different spot, whatever, whatever, right? So, um, so when we think about cultivating awareness and how we're going to build this skill, the first thing, of course, we have to do is commit that it's important right? We have to commit that this is a skill that we want to have, that it is important and foundational to 
like I said, relationships, performance, and even confidence, even having mutual confidence. I mean, so much of our anxiety or nerves comes from, you know, standing outside of the gate and wondering, can we do this as a team? You know, because if we were sure that we would do this, we would have confidence that we could do it, right? So we want to make sure that we are confident and consistent handlers. And part of that is rooted in a relationship, but it's also rooted in if I have great awareness of what my dog is doing, feeling, and I understand, um, you know, her reactions and responses, then I can make better choices, right? And then I can increase our confidence in those choices and therefore increase our consistency and our, our performance level, right? So you can see how it gets really foundational. You can see how it gets to be like one of the key dominoes in this whole kind of series of things that have to unfold just right. So committing, that's the first step. Commit to building your awareness and realize that the first step to building awareness is going to be spending more time in the present moment. Spending more time, if your dog is at the end of your leash, you know, really being in that moment with them, whatever they're doing, being really aware, observing them, looking at them, watching them with curiosity of like, what are they doing? You know, not just be like, hurry up and potty, we got to (laughs) go, you know, Um, which there's a time for that. I know we've all been there, you know, Um, but um, how can we be giving them what they need and us be aware enough to do that? Okay, so that's super, super important. And and so I want you to practice that this weekend. I want you to practice um, being present, but being present uh, and being aware and asking yourselves, you know, some of these questions, which is, you know, what is happening with me? What is happening with my dog? What is happening in our relationship with between us, maybe even, maybe that's a better way to say it. What is happening between us right now and what is happening in the environment? And you may not ask all four of those questions every time, but asking those four questions and even asking yourself the question, what is happening with me, with them, with us, with our environment, but even though what is happening puts you in the present moment because it's basically saying what is happening right now? what it what is occurring right now and it that even that single question i think there's so much magic in that question because it brings you to the present moment it's not what is happening in the future it's not what you're worried about it's not what you're not worried about whether or not you can execute your plan it's not worried about all of those future tense things it's what is happening right now so that would be my challenge to you as you head off you know to wherever you're going this weekend whatever you're going to be working on again even if it's a hike or maybe it's especially if it's a hike right what is happening in your in the woods right now you know what is happening on your walk and you know if you have a place that you get to walk your dogs um of course everybody's walking their dogs but i mean if you go for like a longer walk whether it's in a neighborhood on sidewalks or whether it's out in nature somewhere um to just watch your dogs with curiosity really be in the present moment um and just be information gatherers and kind of stop talking at them and start listening and observing more of what they're telling you. And then you will start to, that's part of being in the present also. And you'll start to be able to respond. um, Just, it's like being more informed, 
right? You're, you're, it's a more informed response and a more informed choice of what you do next because you now have more information because you were listening, being curious, paying attention, reading the signs, and just kind of getting to know them on a deeper level. You know, those of us who are lucky enough to have, you know, older dogs or retired dogs, you know, there's an aspect of running them that we really miss. And it's because what it was is what it's like to be in a relationship that you've built over time that is just so easy and effortless. It didn't happen overnight. You invested in that relationship. You built up mutual trust. You were able to read them. They were able to read you. Um, it was years of that, right, to get to that point. And so um, you have to, your younger dogs or maybe especially the dogs you're struggling with right now, maybe you're not listening enough, right? This book is definitely impacting what I'm going to do this weekend. Um, and um the awareness thing I think is really key. So uh, less talking, more listening is what most of life comes down to or a lot of life, I would say. And just see how you can work on your being present and working on your um, increasing your awareness and just keep asking yourself what is happening right now. And that is a really great, powerful, like I said, magic question that will help get you in the present. Okay. All right, so enjoy that, and wherever you are doing, whatever you are off to, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook, at The Q Coach, and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.